0: Welcome to the DementiaWell FNQ and our series on Everything Dementia. My name is Neela and just to recap, the last episode we talked about the stress response and how it affects our mind and body. The problems were around not getting enough oxygen to the brain and I wondered, how can we increase it? So I read numerous studies and I found that increased exercise resulted in the reduction of cognitive decline. One of these articles was published in the Alzheimer's and Dementia, the Journal of Alzheimer's Association, and they looked at 1,277 women and found three amazing things. Firstly, that by increasing their step count by 1,865 steps daily, they reduced their risk of developing cognitive impairment by 33%, and in women over 65, that decreased by 21%. Secondly, the studies showed that moderate intensity exercise program is even more effective. Hmm. But that's hard work if you're anything like me. My New Year's resolution to exercise more frequently rarely lasts past January. Might talk a little bit more about this later on. The final interesting find is that sitting for long periods of time did not affect the cognitive ability. Great, I thought until they mentioned that heart problems and heart attacks increased as well as other complications. So sitting still for long periods of time maybe isn't such a good idea. Today we are going to be looking at how we can increase the oxygen to the brain to release that stress response and looking at a plan to not only reduce stress but to maybe reduce the number of times that we actually become stressed. Now I just want to clarify something. Many of our people living with dementia are termed wanderers. Meaning that they walk around without purpose, they don't appear to be going anywhere in particular, so when we talk about increasing steps, this is not counted. this is not extra steps as it's quite possible that they're wandering around looking for something familiar and been unable to find that familiar thing, they are actually building up their stress levels so because of this, I'll be talking about purposeful movement <laughs> actually. I really don't like the word exercise because I always think, oh, I don't want to exercise. But when we talk about purposeful movement, sure, I can do that. That's much easier. So I then thought that really, there are three questions that I need answering. What effects does actually purposeful movement have on the mind and body? And why is that important? Secondly, I hear a lot about core strength. So what is core strength? And why is that important? And my third question is, how do we choose a purposeful movement program to suit each individual so it will last longer than just January for success, making it, I don't know, a lifestyle change rather than an effort week to week? So to help me answer these questions, I have come down to the KX Pilates studio at the precinct in Adalia, Townsville, to speak with the owner, he also does the. Pilates instructions and fitness guru and a very supportive husband, I believe.
1: Yeah, Yeah, all of those things. Thank you, Neela. Fitness guru, it feels weird hearing that. But yeah, I guess I I kind of am now. I'm very much engrossed in the Pilates life.
0: That's wonderful, Brody. So how did you start off getting into the Pilates business? Uh,
1: It's interesting. It was never uh, something that I thought would be for me. Um, My wife was always into fitness. She was always running marathons and doing triathlons. She has been a PT her whole life. I used to work in radio, of all things, which was a very unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, Everyone's constantly inviting you to different restaurants to come and try the new menu, and people are bringing in pies, and you're sitting down all day talking. So it was a complete lifestyle change when I first did a Pilates class. I did a KX Pilates class in Adelaide and fell in love with it. And then started to think like, you know what, maybe this could be a more healthy lifestyle to be involved in. And then here we are, it's been uh, 18 or so months of opening the studio and my body feels incredible. My mind feels incredible. It's really nice.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that your body and your mind Mm. felt incredible. And I have to agree, I've started the Pilates with you Mm -hmm. on one of your deals, which I think you still have with five classes for $50. Mm. And I just fell in love with it. It's one of the I almost don't feel like it's exercise, though it's hard work yes. <laughs> at yes. the same time. So I'm not saying it's easy because yep. it isn't, but it's it's not difficult either, if, if that makes sense. And it certainly does sharpen my mind. And I feel very, once I get home from my Pilates session, I, my, I power through my work. Really, yes. And the focus is just unbelievable. And I can move better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Before I was hobbling, feeling very much like an old woman. Mm-hmm. And now I feel sprightly and young again. So what, tell me, Brady, do you think is happening? What What is this purposeful movement doing for us?
1: So movement in general is really important for your whole body. I often think about it like if you have a car. If you have your car sitting in the garage and you go on holidays or you forget about it for six or so months, you come back and try and start it, there's a whole world of problems. The battery's flat, um, all the little lines, and I'm not a mechanic, but all the little... Tubes and pipes and everything, they haven't been lubricated for however long. And then you start to have problems. But if you're driving it every day, keeping everything active, keeping everything moving, you have a, a much easier time. It's like when things are in motion, they stay in motion. So movement is really important for maintaining blood flow, uh, flow for your whole body. Um, it includes the brain, obviously. It enhances your brain cell growth, the cell survival, all that sort of stuff pretty much everyone widely accepts that it's an easy thing you can add to your daily lifestyle to stop your brain deteriorating and stop your body deteriorating as well Um, and the cool thing is it's never too late to start as well so if you've made it to your 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s and you haven't been particularly active if you start to get active in your own way it really really helps um, it also prevents things like heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, obesity, all that sort of stuff. And they, in turn, are often risk factors for things like dementia as well. So if you can prevent those in the first place, it's really good. Stress and anxiety goes down, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's just it's like a miracle drug that I don't think we've taken seriously enough for too long.
0: We haven't. And I have to say that sometimes with exercises that I've done in the past, like I've mm. gone to the gym, I've tried aerobics, I've tried lots of different things which haven't suited me personally Mm. but every time I after I'd finished those exercises I'd be really ecstatic like I am now really buzzing but before I go Uh it's always been a real effort to drag myself off the couch to go Yep. how does it feel so bad before you go why don't you remember how good it is afterwards
1: that is a great question I wish I knew the answer to that I don't know it's kind of like (laughs) All the good things in life you don't typically want to do all the time. Sometimes you want to sit down and you want to eat a cheeseburger. And you know that after you do it, you don't feel particularly good. But something about it calls to you. I don't know what that thing is in our head that says, I don't really want to go be active right now. I know it's going to be better later on. But I think we just like to procrastinate and we like to enjoy the moment instead of the uh, returns that come later on. It's very easy to get caught up in, oh, it feels pretty good to be sitting on the couch right now instead of how good am I going to feel afterwards?
0: Yeah, mm. and, it, and it is a bit like that, isn't it? I, I think, or well, I'm guessing what the answer might be is to actually stop making it an exercise, which is a chore, and make it a lifestyle change so it's just part of your normal routine.
1: Massively. That is yeah. an enormous thing. Um, and I think it all comes down to what it is you're choosing to do so if you're someone who wants to start getting active maybe you're not very active at the moment and you hate riding bikes hmm. don't sign up at the gym and go sit on a spin bike and cycle for 30 minutes you might do it once or twice you will hate every minute but then you're not going to make it a part of your daily life whereas i've got friends and relatives that love cycling and they'll j- happily jump on a bike and they'll go for an hour's long ride i couldn't think of anything worse i'd get <laughs> I get bored, I get sweaty, I don't like it. Whereas if you're someone that loves having coffee with friends, Mm. why not make a little decision that instead of driving to go have coffee with your friends, you can walk there. And maybe you move a little bit of a distance away and you can start off small. You could park the car a kilometer away and just walk that last kilometer. That way you've got an extra say 10 or 15 minutes worth of uh, exercise in everything's been moving. Um, And it's a purposeful thing. Plus, when you are actually catching up with friends, it's really beneficial for every aspect of your life as well, your good health mentally and physically. So I think it's about finding those things that are purposeful and you actually enjoy. If you like playing golf, fantastic. Go play more golf. Play golf with your friends. Maybe for something a little bit different, once every three or four times you play, don't get a cart. Uh, like don't hire a cart to drive around, try and walk the course. Little things like that, um, that you can incorporate into actually being a healthy habit and a benefit. I mean, we live in a beautiful part of the world. Why would you want to drive down to say the Townsville Strand and park at a restaurant and not see anything? Why don't you park at one end, walk down the Strand, which is a few kilometers and have dinner at a restaurant at the other end? Like we get to enjoy the beautiful uh, place that we live and it's just better for you in every single way.
0: And that's brilliant. I love that. So you're looking at for something that you can enjoy mm. doing and then just stretching it a little bit more. Yeah. Because um, when I sort of read that study which said that we had to increase by 1,665 steps yep. each day, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's huge. But I actually measured it out, and it's mm. only just over – two aisles of the supermarket (laughs)
1: exactly it's really not that
0: much (laughs) no Mm. so if that's all i have to do is is walk down back down the aisles twice while i'm doing my shopping on it in a purposeful manner yeah then i've increased my steps and i've done my duty
1: absolutely it's so simple to make those kind of choices when it's something you enjoy Um, and i would also say a big big part is to make it a social thing Mm. if you've got one friend or a group of friends that you want to do it together with If you are gonna walk down and have your coffee date or you are gonna go to a gym together and do a full on workout or come to a Pilates class, which is obviously a thing I love. If you're doing it with someone else, you hold each other accountable. It's more fun. You both see the positive results together. It's a social thing. It's good for your mental health. It's good for your brain. It's good for your whole body. So anytime that you're working out, or I don't even like the term working out because a bit like you, I prefer just movement. If you are doing those sort of things with someone else, you are much more likely to keep going. You're much more likely to have fun doing it, which means that it works out better.
0: Brilliant! So we've sort of almost answered our third question uh, right there and then, because that's how you're setting yourself up for success: mm. is taking small, regular steps rather than yes. necessarily going to the gym and signing up for a years membership <laughs> exactly I mean, how
1: often do you see people on facebook trying to sell a gym membership mm-hmm. they've gone in there they've signed up and they've never used it yes like if you're not a gym person and you don't think that it's really going to work for you it's probably not the best mm-hmm. option for you um you've got to find that thing that you enjoy doing for example like pilates i love doing kx pilates and that's why we own the place um i don't wake up and go like oh i've got to go work out now i go oh cool I've got an hour, I can do a KX class because that's the thing that I really enjoy. If it's for golf, if it's golf for you or if it's going for a swim or going for a walk, anything like that. And the cool thing is there are so many different things you can try. So you don't have to go in and sign up for a 12 month gym membership and pay all kinds of money up front and then realize you don't like it. Every different fitness business in the world does some sort of short-term trial. Like you mentioned our five for 60 deal that we have at the moment. Um, There's things like that everywhere Mm. you can spend a few months going around and trying everything you can go try a little bit of Pilates you can try some yoga you could try uh, a spin class you could try a regular gym you could try boxing all those sort of things and then you can decide what you like at the end and stick with the one that you actually enjoy doing don't do the one that's a chore
0: yes absolutely Mm. and I guess if you're time poor you can start walking around the garden
1: absolutely Gardening is a really surprising one, actually. (laughs) If people have ever worn like step trackers and heart rate monitors and stuff, you can get a pretty good workout in the garden, which is kind of surprising, especially if you're mowing the lawn. Mm. It's very quick. See, that's a real purposeful one. If you get out there and mow the lawn, you're not thinking like, oh, I've got to keep walking. You're thinking about mowing that lawn. And then suddenly, half an hour later, you've you've walked a kilometre and a half or two kilometres. Yes,
0: mm. and you've got a mowed lawn to boots. So exactly. Really good. Yeah, and that's part of I spoke in my last episode about mindfulness and mm. how you that reduces the stress by actually just concentrating on one thing. Yes. So you, with meditation, you don't have to clear your mind because your mind's always busy. Mm. You're never going to clear it. That's a <laughs> never going to happen, but you can concentrate solely on one thing. Yes. And doing the gardening, doing the mowing is exactly that. It's mindfulness purposeful movement, which is
1: beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. And you didn't even listen to that last episode, so you did well. I'm going to go
1: back and listen to it now.
0: (laughs) Okay. Remember to like it, follow it, and give me a nice good rating. (laughs) All right. So we might move on then, uh, Brady, to the second question, which Mm. we snuck in there in the middle, is um, about the core strength. Sure. And a lot of people have said to me, oh, you've got to work your core. What mm. on earth are they talking about? Really?
1: Yeah, yep. No, that's fair. So look, the, the, the simple way that I think about it is uh, your core is like your tree trunk. So you can have enormous big limbs hanging off the top of the tree, but if you don't have that strong core, it's going to topple over or it's not going to live its, its long, healthy life. So I think it's a really strong base that benefits you in so many different ways. It's what I would call everyday strength as well. So core strength is what helps you get in and out of a chair. Instead of sitting up and going, and having (laughs) to groan and grunt and use your hands to push down. When you build up a core, you can hop out of that chair easier. You can climb up into your car. Um, Like, I mean, I've certainly got older relatives that getting them into a car is a real mission Hmm. because they haven't got a core. Um, And so they can, you know, have their... Relative strength in other ways, but if they don't have that strong trunk the sitting down the climbing back up in strange angles um, Picking your shopping up and putting it in your car boot or putting it up onto your kitchen bench. That's all Core strength. I remember one of the first things I noticed um, after we I started getting into Pilates pretty heavily was a silly little thing Reaching over and checking my phone in the middle of the night to say if my phone rang if I'm laying in bed and I reach across my body I actually had strength now to do that. Instead of having to go uh, and roll and kind of reach for it, I could just sort of twist and pick it up. And just in those little tiny things like picking up a phone, you start to build up that core strength. And um, it's really incredible how it changes everything. The cool thing about core strength as well is it means that you're less likely to injure yourself in other ways. So if you're trying to pick something up off the ground and it's heavy, you're less likely to hurt your back. Um, And if you do happen to fall over, it makes you more stable and less likely to fall. But if you were to fall over, which is obviously not great, you're going to recover a lot quicker because your body's been used to being active. You've built up more bone density and all those sort of things that come along with having a strong core.
0: You have just answered two of the questions that formed in my Ah mind as you were talking. And one of them was, bone density yeah. so it really does i have read something mm. about that but i wasn't sure if i was making it up and a yes. in. <laughs> so it really does increase your bone density which mm. is so important for the people that are listening yeah. to this who are looking at that mm. age of life i'm looking at that age of life mm. where i need to build up that bone density i have found that doing these pilates classes that I have built up that core strength. You have, I've seen it. I've never... mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to tell you, when I first came, Brady took the very first lesson that I think I was here and uh-huh. did some sit-ups. Well, I could hardly lift my head off the, the, the yes. pillow to actually do a crunch, let alone a sit-up. Yep. I'm now doing sit-ups. That's and right. And this is only a couple of months later. So it's really, it's it's been fantastic for me.
1: Mm.
0: I have noticed my balance has improved. Yes. And that is a big thing. You, you mentioned falling. Mm. And that will help you stop falling, yeah. I suppose, is that core strength. So that's really important. Mm. The other thing that I have noticed is that it's helped with my pelvic floor, which yep. is perhaps not something we uh-huh. really want to go that's into a different too much episode. detail. Yeah. <laughs> but exercise will also help that core strength mm. build your pelvic floor as well if you're having those sorts of problems as you get older (laughs) Mm,
1: exactly right and like it's one of those simple things that say so my wife recently had a baby uh so beautiful sophie is eight months old now
0: it's gorgeous
1: her recovery so uh, she had to have a c-section uh because sophie was too lazy to turn around so she was breached um and the recovery from that she recovered so quickly because she went into that situation with a strong core and lots of ab muscles. And it's not about having a six pack. Like I couldn't think of anything worse than having a six pack. I enjoy going out to restaurants and drinking a glass of wine too much to have a six pack. But by having those core uh, muscles that are strong, you recover better from everything, just like your whole body. So if you do end up having a fall and you've built up your bone density and you've built up your strength, you recover better you're less likely to fall, and if you do, you recover better. So when you go through those traumas, your body wants to be in a good, healthy position to start with.
0: Yes, so that's brilliant. So I'll just wrap this up because mm-hmm. I think we've answered all the questions uh-huh. that we needed to answer. So we're saying that purposeful movement, that's real tongue twister yes. to actually, isn't it, is very good for the mind mm. because it's giving oxygen to the brain and making sure everything's firing right and it's got enough oxygen to yeah. actually burn off that energy that mm-hmm. we need for thinking and doing all those things. It's helping our bodies, it's helping our muscles, it's helping our core strength, which is helping our balance to prevent falls, hopefully. It's also building us some strength to be able to do the shopping, get in and out of cars, get in and out, up and down from sofas. We've also talked about how choosing the right purposeful movement is really important Mm. and it has to be something that you enjoy, something that is fun. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be gardening, it can Mm. be, water aerobics, exactly. you know, anything that you choose that you think is fun, don't sign up for something that is an effort because mm. it's not going to last and it's not going to work.
1: Absolutely. Yep, you're 100% correct. You've got to uh, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. Got, it's like anything in life. If you enjoy what you're doing, you're much more likely to keep doing it. And the benefits from it, like you, there's no magic pill that you can take that replaces the benefits of going for a walk or doing a yoga class or a Pilates class or going for anything like that. You just can't beat it.
0: And most importantly, it gets rid of the stress. Massively. It releases stress. So if you're in that fight, flight or freeze response, mm. it releases all that tension and energy that you've been building up. It also does that for the person that's living with dementia. So try and if you're going to if you're working with them, try and walk with them, try mm. and get them gardening with you, try and get them swimming with you. Make sure they've got that release through purposeful movement as well.
1: Yeah. And one thing I um, was aware of recently is often people who do have dementia, if they have a simple piece of exercise, like, for example, if they enjoy walking, if they can go for a walk with someone, their mind isn't constantly active. They're not constantly thinking like, where do I put my hand? What do I do with this? Like they were. And if they're in a gym class, it's just a nice, simple, repetitive motion. The scenery changes around them. They don't have to stress out and they don't get that anxiety about thinking, what am I doing next? Don't send them off on their own to go for a wander, (laughs) but if you uh, can get those nice, simple rhythms going, it's really beneficial.
0: Absolutely, and a Mm. regular practice is setting you up for for not getting so Mm -hmm. stressed. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Brady. That has been absolutely fantastic. So I'm going to stop there, wrap it up. So I hope you all enjoyed that and got some benefit out of it, and I hope you can pick some purposeful movement so that will increase your chances of having a better, healthier life. Next week, I'll probably be talking about how we go about getting a diagnosis for dementia and the pitfalls and the, well, that's a minefield really. So I'll be talking a little bit more about that next time. So I hope you'll join us then. Thank you very much and goodbye.